Hello and welcome to Arkham Interactive, a podcast detailing audio playthroughs of solo investigators in Arkham Horror the Car Game. Today we're going to be starting a new series involving a series of standalone scenarios um, and we're going to be taking Stella Clark, one of the new starter investigators, um, through, through a series of standalone scenarios um, using a, uh, a sort of standalone XP built deck which will be um, advancing as we progress through. I'm going to be starting today with um, Murder at the Excelsior Hotel and uh, depending on how this goes uh, we'll then move on to uh, the Guardians of the Abyss double scenario and um, that's probably where we'll end it but um, the mission here is to to tackle these quite advanced um, you know, complex scenarios um, solo using using Stella who um, I've recently taken through the Dunwich legacy and achieved success I got through the whole thing and um, and beat beat the campaign so um, I was pretty keen to pick her up again and, and make some uh, improvements to the deck um, we've got a 19 XP deck built um, and what that means is if, if we're playing if we're playing a standalone scenario you can you can kind of abandon the level zero start that you normally would in a large sort of spanning uh, sort of eight scenario spanning campaign and by picking 19 experience means you have to add another weakness to the deck as well so we're going to work with three weaknesses um, and a total of 36 cards in the case of Stella now Stella is a survivor and she specializes in failing tests and taking advantage of those failed tests so her stat line reads three willpower two intellect three combat four evade and her and her triggered ability is after you fail a skill test you may take an additional action during your turn this round limit one limit once per round so if she fails a skill test in the mythos phase um, she then has four actions to spend during her turn and then Likewise, during her turn, she gets an extra action. Um, and there's some cards in this deck that, um, you know, create benefits for failure as well. So we've got a rabbit's foot, which means you draw a card if you fail a test. We've got things like, look what I found, which means you can scoop up clues off a failed test. And those things, um, those things also still trigger the extra action. So it's not only do you get an extra action, but you get an added benefit. What happens is, of course, you don't you don't pass a test, and that can lead to retaliate attacks, and obviously, you know, some potentially some wasted turns, and use skill cards if you if you put skill cards into the test and then you fail the test. So you can't fail all the time, but what um, what she does do well is um, turn turn failure into success or mitigate some of the um, more disastrous effects of failing. Her Elder Sign effect is plus one. You may instead choose to automatically fail this skill test um, to heal one damage and one horror. Okay, so her deck building options include survivor cards level zero to five and neutral cards level zero to five. And so the, the investigator starter decks, um, you know, came out with a recommended 30 cards to use straight out of the box. 
And if you pick up this, if you pick up this and just use the recommendations, you will be able to, you know, very quickly get to the table and, and play as this investigator. You don't need to think about what cards you want to include. It's perfect for new players, um, but any sort of experienced player will look at the 30 cards and see a few holes or see a few cards that you probably wouldn't normally play. And um, I've elected to make a few substitutions in building this deck. So I've got about 60% of the um, starter level zero cards. And I've tried to also include um, some of the recommended upgrades that come with the starter set too. So I'm trying not to deviate too much from what um, Fantasy Flight Games have have wanted Stella to be. But I, knowing a little bit about this scenario, I've only ever played it twice, so I'm not an expert at it. I've, I've played it with two players a couple of times, and I think we, we beat it once, and then we lost once. So, yeah, it's, it is a tricky scenario, and it's going to be a real challenge to, to um, pilot Stella through this, but we'll see how we go. Knowing what I know about it, though, um, I wanted to make a few amendments. So the, I'm going to really quickly run through the deck. I'm not going to explain too much about what each card does other than um, basically saying you know, it's a weapon or here's, here's a unique ability that is suitable for this scenario, that kind of thing. So she's got two copies of 18 Derringer. Uh, the upgraded version, so this is a 2xp version. So this is a weapon, and if you fail while using the Derringer, you can place an ammo back um, back, on the back on the gun. So this is part of the, you know, if, you use your, if you use your gun and you miss, or you fail, most of the time you lose, your, lose the ammo. In this case, you can actually put an ammo back on and reuse it in a future, um, in a, at a future time. Um, we've got two copies of Old Keyring, which... Um, is and has two uses. There's only there's two charges on it, two keys you could say. Um, and once you run out of the keys, you, you can then you then discard the old key ring. But what happens is when you investigate using the old key ring, your location gets negative two shroud. If you succeed, remove one key from old old key ring. So only if you succeed do you remove one of the two keys. So if you fail the test, not only do you get an extra action, um, but you actually don't use up one of the keys. So the, those two weapons, uh, those two items are just really useful in basically ensuring that you have success with them. And you don't really, have, there's no negative effects um, from failure other than not advancing the story as you, as you, as you wish. Um, there's one two-handed weapon in here. It's the chainsaw. It costs four XP. Um, I've never used this. Uh, I didn't, this didn't make it into my deck for Dunwich. So I'm pretty excited to use it, but I'll need to pick a time to um, to not have the Derringer and the Keyring in play because they're they're sort of pretty key, um, pretty key to success. But if I need to fight a big monster or enemy, uh, the Chainsaw is the way to go. So it gets pl gives plus two combat and deals plus two damage. So that'd be three damage for an attack, and there are three supplies on it. If this attack fails, either place one supply on Chainsaw or deal one damage to the attacked enemy. So even if you fail, you can still deal one damage or just place one supply back on Chainsaw. So it basically um, replenishes itself. I've got two copies of Rabbit's Foot, which is uh, if you fail a skill test, you draw one card. It's a staple in this sort of deck and it's you know been, about, been around since the, the base pack days. It's a classic. 
Two copies of Fine Clothes, um, which provides one health and one sanity soak, but the main thing is it reduces um, the difficulty of skill tests during parlay actions by two. So it makes parlay tests a lot easier, and there are parlay tests in this scenario. Two copies of Level 2 Peter Sylvester, one of the best allies in the game, and it's pretty rare if I play Survivor that I don't pick Pete Sylvester. His upgraded version gives you plus one evade, plus one brain, and after your turn ends, heal one horror from Peter Sylvester. So he can take, um, you can put two horror on him, um, and then you heal one at the end of the enemy phase, and yeah, basically helps you not to die. I've got one copy of Plucky, which is one of the composure cards from the Path of Carcosa cycle. Um, this, there's only a limit of one, one composure card in play, and... It says here, non-direct horror must be assigned to Plucky before it can be assigned to your investigator card. So it can take one sanity, but you can't place it on your investigator card and not on, on Plucky. But what happens is, is that there's a fast action. You can spend one resource to get one um, plus one brain or plus one book. So it's sort of like a fast version of um, like Dig Deep and physical training and hard knocks and those sort of cards. Um, it's fast, it costs one, those other ones cost two, and it does have that one extra sanity soak as well. Um, so if you're, if you're getting a bit low on sanity um, and, you've got, and you've got no allies to put, this, to put this, the horror on, you have to put it on Plucky, but at least it can still um, keep you alive a little bit longer. And what I discovered with Stella um, during Dunwich is that I had a lot of resources left over. I, yeah, uh, Derringer, the Derringer and the Old Key Ring are quite cheap. They're only, only cost two and one, respectively, which is really cheap for, for those sort of things. So I had a lot of money lying around, so I figured if I can get plucky in play, I can throw some money into brain and book tests to help me pass them. I've got one copy of Try and Try Again, the level one version. This allows us to um, return skill cards that have been put in for tests back to our hand if, if the test fails. So... Once this is in play, it's got three three tries, and if it has no tries on it, we discard it. So basically, three times we can put in some skill cards for, for a commit, and if the test fails, rather than losing those skill cards, I can return to my hand. It's especially important, I think, with um, with Stella's signature, uh, signature skill. I'll, I'll skip to that now. It's neither rain nor snow. It has three wild icons, and if the skill test fails, you cancel all effects of the failed test. So sometimes you might draw one of the ugly um, tokens from the chaos bag, and um, that has a, you know, place a clue on your location if you fail, that sort of thing. This doesn't have that effect. This means you don't have that effect. But obviously, if you fail the test, you lose that skill card. It goes into your discard pile. Try and try again, can, can potentially get it back. Um, moving on to events, uh, we've got two copies of Look What I Found, uh, a staple in this sort of um, in a survivor build, but especially with Stella with her two intellect, she's not going to be able to investigate particularly well without some sort of boost or with, um, or with potentially, look what I found, discovering two clues after failing a test. One copy of a Test of Will, the, uh, the level two version that came with Stella. Um, it's a fast action. You play when an investigator at your location draws a non-weakness treachery card, so something from the encounter deck. Um, you can cancel that card's revelation effect then test uh, three willpower. If you fail, exile a test of will. So we, auto we do definitely cancel the treachery, 
um, and it goes into our discard pile. But if we fail a three willpower test, we then have to exile a test of will, which means we'll have to pay experience to get it back next time. I've got one copy of Alter Fate. This costs three XP. This is another fast action. Um, you can choose and discard from play a non-weakness treachery that is not that is not attached to an elite enemy. Basically, that's you know simple simplified down is there are some treacheries that you draw that are added to your threat area and stay in play until you do something to get rid of them or pass a test to get rid of them. I can just play Alter Fate for one one resource to just dismiss that altogether. Something like a Frozen in Fear or an Entombed. Some of those really brutal treacheries that you need to pass, you know, a four evade test to get rid of. And you may have really bad evade, which means you you can't, you know, you're wasting tests trying to get rid of it and your um, your other players, you know, can't, aren't at your location to help you. Something like Alter Fate can just get rid of it without any thought. So a test of will and Alter Fate are there to help me um, against really brutal treacheries. And I'm hoping that I can take take advantage of them at the right time. Two copies of Live and Learn. This um, allows us to try our test again with plus two. Two copies of Lucky. Can't go anywhere without Lucky. This can help you succeed a, succeed a skill test that you that you originally fail at. One copy of Winging It. It's a really versatile way to get clues. Um, you investigate your shroud. Your shroud of the location gets negative one. Um, and then so you, you try and investigate. It goes to your discard pile. You can then play Winging It from your discard pile. Um, for even stronger effects. Skill cards, I mentioned the three uh, copies of Neither Rain Nor Snow, which is Stella's Signature, two copies of Guts, two copies of Perception, two copies of Resourceful, another great way to get cards back from the discard pile if you succeed on the, succeed on the skill test, and two copies of Take Heart, uh, which is pretty key to this test, this um, deck as well. Um, you may commit take heart to any type of test. If the test fails, the performing investigator, being us, draws two cards and gains two resources. So you could totally, you know, tank an investigate test, you know, at a four shroud location. Go two v four, fail it. Oops. But then you you put take heart into it, which means you then draw two cards and gain two resources, which is pretty insane value for a, for a failed test that may then also grant you another action this turn. So. Um, yeah, one of the keys. Um, the, the treacheries are Called by the Miss, which is um, Stella's signature. This, um, if we initiate a skill test with a difficulty of four or higher, we've got to take a damage. So tough skill test. If we initiate one of them, we, we, get, uh, we get hurt as a result. Two actions to discard it. Uh, a Tickophobia is another one that came in Stella's base pack. Stella's pack. Um, after you fail a skill test, take a horror. And again, got a, two actions to discard it. So I'm hope you know it's pretty inevitable. Inevitable. I'm gonna uh, draw draw these. Um, so I need to have a couple of actions handy to get rid of them, which you know I may not have, being solo. And then my third treachery is internal injury, which is at the end of your turn, take one direct damage, and then spend two actions to discard internal injury. So. I've got three, three treacheries there that uh, are all going to waste some time or, and potentially hurt me if I, don't, um, if, I, if I can't find a way around them. Um, something like Call by the Mist I might be able to have in my play area for a little while um, because it, it, you know, if I don't initiate a skill test of four or higher, it doesn't actually do anything to me.
So that one can hang around, but the other two, I feel like I'm gonna need to clear them pretty quickly. Okay, so that's the deck. It is all shuffled up. Uh, we're now gonna move on to discussing what is happening in Murder at the Excelsior Hotel. Okay, I'm gonna read the intro and then discuss the layout of the hotel, what locations are in play and what we need to do, and then we'll get started. Okay. There have been reports of strange occurrences at Arkham's Excelsior Hotel for over a month now. Disappearances, bizarre sightings, sudden closures, sometimes for days at a time. Seemingly without warning, it's like something out of a ghost story, but you know better than to simply dismiss these rumours. Too many people have whispered about the Excelsior, and to make matters worse, it seems the stories have only grown more unsettling in the last week. It's time somebody looked into it all. You've tried going to the police, but the grizzled and world-weary world Sergeant Munro has dismissed you every time. You've been left to investigate on your own. Asking around at all the local hotspots yields no leads. Velma's Diner, Hibbs Roadhouse, La Bella Luna. Each visit leaves you with only more questions. That is, until today. While walking down Central Avenue in downtown, minding your own business, you bump into a man in a long trench coat. You begin to apologize, but he simply continues walking briskly away from you. It isn't until you return home that you find the note in your pocket, one that wasn't there before. I have answers. Room 225, tonight, come alone, they're watching. Uncertain of what you can do at this point, you begin making preparations to meet this mystery person. The Excelsior is busy tonight. Either the rumours haven't phased these guests, or the stories have given the hotel a new allure. Everything seems normal. Hotel staff carry luggage and cleaning supplies throughout the lobby and the main stairway. The man behind the front desk greets you with a curt nod and a thin smile. A uniformed security guard reads the latest Arkham advertiser in the corner, and yet you can't get the note's final warning out of your mind. You stride quickly across the lobby and up the stairs, wondering if you should have let someone know where you were going. What... Uh, was it wise to come alone? What if you're walking to a trap? You set your jaw and clench your fists as you stand in front of the red, blood-red door to room 225, and before you can second-guess yourself any further, you knock. There's no going back now. You sit in a chair in the suite's living room, watching as the man who slipped you the note paces about nervously. He rambles about secret meetings and watchful staff. The entire time you find yourself glancing at the coffee table in front of you and the curved dagger that rests there. He pauses for a moment, pours himself a drink, and raises the glass to his lips with a shaky grin. He then pours shaky grip, not grin. He then pours a second drink and hands it to you. This is all going to sound crazy, he says, his voice little more than a whisper. He glances at every darting shadow and twitches at every creak the old building makes. I'm beginning to feel crazy, but there's too much going on here to just ignore. And I've been a part of it long enough. You listen closely, but his words are starting to run together. His voice is ethereal and wispy, like wind at the, long end, at the end of a long tunnel. You blink rapidly, your vision blurs, and next thing, you, next thing you know, you're on your feet. Your glass drops to the floor, and then... Okay, proceed to set up, which is where we are now. So I'm going to quickly read the act and agenda. Act 1A, what happened? Your head is spinning as you try to make sense of the situation. Empty bottles are scattered about the room. Your hands tingle. The shadows seem to coil and writhe around, writhe around you. Were you drugged? Or is there something else entirely? There's an action here to spend one clue to draw the top card of the leads deck. This is this uh, set-aside series of items um, that have been sort of shuffled together. Uh, if the investigators control two lead assets advanced, so we do need to get two clues and spend them in order to pick up two of the leads. Uh, agenda 1A, the murder. 
When you come to, you are standing over the man's body. You recoil immediately at the grisly sight. Multiple stubworms perforate his chest. Blood spills onto the floor. What in the hell happened here, and why can't you remember a thing? If there is only one investigator in the game, this agenda gets plus one doom threshold. Oh, nice. There is four doom. Four doom threshold. Got to remember that. Okay, we do start the game with the bloodstained dagger in play. Um, this is an, it's an asset. It's a weapon. Um, there's an action here to fight. You get plus two combat for this attack. So basically it pushes um, Stella's fight to five, which is pretty good. And it will deal one damage if I succeed. You can also exhaust the Bloodstained Dagger and take one horror to fight. You get plus two combat and deal plus one damage for this attack. If this attack defeats an enemy, draw one card. That's pretty nice. If I can get Peter Sylvester into play, taking that horror is not such a uh, scary thing. If I don't get him in play, then... Um, I'm a little bit reluctant to start taking horror, um, considering there's probably many, many other ways that we're going to be dealt horror um, over the course of this scenario. But I do have a weapon, which means that my chainsaw and uh, my derringer are a little bit less imperative. I guarantee I'll probably draw them in, you know, in the first couple of, um, couple of rounds and wonder what to do with them. Um, I could always replace the dagger if I'm not, if I'm not uh, too thrilled with how it's working. But we do start with the bloodstained dagger. Um, we, are, we start in room 225. Uh, the rug on the floor is soaked with blood. Broken glass litters the couch and coffee table in the living room. The window is open, a chill breeze flowing through the long curtains. In here there is one clue, three shroud, and there's some multiple tests. You can test uh, three willpower. If you succeed, remember that the investigators cleaned up the blood. Test three combat. If you succeed, remember that the investigators hid the body. And test three, intellect or book. If you succeed, remember that the investigators tidied up the room. These all cost actions. It's probably in my interest to do them. But at the same time, what I need to do is also find these leads. Um, I need to spend clues. And there are other locations I can move to. So to uh, my right is the sweet balcony. Um, and then to my left is the second floor hall. And then further on down is the restaurant and the foyer. So the second floor hall is connected to both the restaurant and the foyer, um, as well as 225. So, but the suite balcony is only connected to room 225. So that's where I begin. And I've got four other locations I can go and explore. Um, so that what I, yeah, what I do will be sort of dependent on what cards I get early on, I guess. Um, and also the fact that my Intellect is is quite low, but my combat and willpower are both only three. So doing any doing any of these tests in in room two two five are a little bit risky of, of failure. Not that that hurts me too much, but again, I don't want to spend whole action trying to get trying to pass those tests if I if I've got other things to do. All right, I think we want to get started. I'm just going to quickly look at what the chaos tokens do. Um, skulls are Negative X. X is the number of guest enemies in play. Uh, the cultist is negative one. If there is an innocent enemy in the victory display, reveal another chaos token. The tableau is negative three. You may place one of your clues on your location to treat this as a negative one instead. Hmm. And then the horned creature is negative three. If you fail and there is an innocent enemy in the victory display, take one horror. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. There are all four of them are in the bag. There's only one of each 
um, outside of the skull. There's two skull and one of the other three. So uh, hopefully we don't draw too many of them. All right, I guess we draw opening hand here. So what we what I don't need is a weapon. Um, so I'll probably will be putting back any weapon that I draw at this point. Let's see what we get. One copy of Resourceful. I'll probably chuck that back because that's really helpful to bring cards back from my discard pile and right now there's none in there. A Take Heart will be great to start with. Neither Rain nor Snow, I probably will not want to get rid of that either. Look what I found is nice, but at the moment there's only one clue at this location, so I probably will put that back as well. And a Live and Learn is, is also really handy, but not for now. So I'll keep the Take Heart and Neither Rain nor Snow. I draw another Neither Rain nor Snow, a Perception, and an Old Key Ring. Okay, so I've got some ways to get clues, and I've got the Neither Rain nor Snow um, three wild icons, potentially, I guess, go for one of these tests in the room. Okay. So I think first thing I do is I, I'm going to do one of these tests. I'm going to test willpower. I'm just going to go three versus three here. I draw the negative one, so that is a fail, but that's okay, I just get an extra action. Um, let's commit neither rain nor snow to this one. Uh, so this is another willpower test, so let's go 6v3. That is an auto fail. That's not great. So that was action, that's action one. I'm gonna commit this take heart and investigate at 2v3. Try and get this clue. That is negative three. That is, and that has no effect. Um, so I, t I get two cards. I get Rabbit's Foot and Called by the Mists, my weakness, and I get two resources. Okay, so what have I done? Um, I failed the first willpower test. I failed the second willpower test, and then I failed the investigate test. Uh, I should try and do one of these. Um, I think here I'm just going to play old key ring, which costs one and has two keys on it. Okay, not a very productive turn actually, although I, I did um, use take heart to get some cards. I've now got my weakness in play and I didn't actually pass any of those tests on the location. All right, I gain a resource and draw a card in upkeep. I get internal injury, okay. So now I really need to get rid of these things. We add a Doom and draw an encounter card. It is Mr. Trombley. He spawns in the foyer. He's a hunter. After Mr. Trombley enters play, immediately resolve the hunter and patrol keywords on each other staff enemy in play. There are none, thankfully. Uh, he, gives, he gives us a victory point. 
Um, but he has four combat, five health, and four of eight, so he is very tough. And he's going to start moving towards us. Okay, first thing I'm going to do is get rid of internal injury. That costs two actions. Third action... I'm going to investigate this location using the old key ring. So that does bring the shroud down to just one. So I'm going two versus one. That's a negative one. That's actually successful. So I gain the clue and I end my turn there. Okay, we move into enemy phase. So he's going to move from the foyer into the second floor hall. It's one location away from me. So that's not great. Probably the worst person to draw this early in the game. Hmm. He doesn't have retaliate though. Okay, moving to upkeep, I gain a resource. I've already got how many? Eight resources here. I draw a card. It is Peter Sylvester. That's nice. Um, I add a Doom, so that's two out of four. Encounter card is Blood on Your Hands. Test two willpower. Increase the difficulty of this test by one for each innocent enemy in the victory display. There are none. If you fail, take two horror. If you're at a crime scene location, you must also choose and discard a card from your hand. I am at a crime scene location. So I'm testing 3v2 here. I'm going to throw in my rabbit's foot to go 4v2. That's an auto-fail. Whoa. Okay, I'm going to take two horror. It's two auto-fails already in about four tests. Uh, I do get an extra action, so now I have four actions. Alright. I really feel like I needed to pass one of these tests in here. But I don't think I can. I need to save some of these um, some of these skill cards for Mr. Trombley now. I mean, I could probably move. I could play Peter Sylvester. My first action costs three, and I could move in. Oh no! I really need to get rid of this call by the mists, because if I start engaging Mr. Trombley. The, the, all those skill tests are four or higher. So I am going to move to the sweet balcony away from Mr. Trombley. I'll move in there and, get, and then get rid of Called by the Mists. Now there's an action here to choose a humanoid enemy at sweet balcony and test four combat or four evade. If you succeed, take one direct horror and defeat the chosen enemy. If that enemy is elite, deal two damage to it instead. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. That's actually quite good. It's like you push him over the balcony. I could wait for Mr. Trondley to come in and, and, and do it there, potentially, rather than having to fight him. Mm, that's not bad. Okay, so this is a two-shroud location with one clue. 
Um, so I played Peter Sylvester. I then moved moved to the sweet balcony and discarded Call by the Miss. I end my turn there. Mr. Trombley moves into room 225. And I gain a resource and draw a card. I draw another Perception. We had a third of four Doom. Encounter card is Driven to Madness. If there are no humanoid, humanoid enemies in play, Driven to Madness gains Surge. Otherwise, attach Driven to Madness to the nearest humanoid enemy. That's Mr. Trombley. They get plus one fight, plus one health, and plus one evade. And they lose aloof, which isn't a problem there. Investigators cannot parlay with the attached enemy. After the enemy is evaded, discard Driven to Madness. All right, so Mr. Trumbly is now 565. Five. So that's absolutely uh, not, not good. Um, he's not, I'm not going to try and kill him. I'm going to probably wait for him to come into this location. And I'll probably have to take a hit, but then I'm going to try and do that, um, that one of those tests. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that. All right, so what I want to try and do here is um, gain a clue, I think, first of all. I'm going to use the old key ring, uh, which does reduce the shroud down to uh, zero. So I'm going 2v0. That's a negative two, so that, that's fine. I do pass that test. The key, the key ring goes away. I've done its job. I've got two clues. Um, second action, I'm going to spend one clue to uh, draw the top card of the leads deck. It is Alien Device. So this is Mechanizations from Beyond. You put it into play in your threat area. Force action, when you are defeated, give control of the alien device to another investigator. Okay, so we've taken control of the alien alien device. So first action, get a clue. Second action, uh, spend the clues. And then I might as well spend my other clue and get the other lead. Mr. Trombley's going to come in and hit me. I think I'm okay with that. Um, and then we're going to hopefully get rid of him. I think I'm okay with that. All right, let's get another lead. The time-worn locket, mournful vision of the past. So alien device and time-worn locket are my two leads. That's where I end my turn. I am going to advance here. We control two leads. It isn't much, but it's all you've got. You, your only real option now is to explore the rest of the hotel and see what you can learn. Put each of the set-aside locations into play. Remove the remainder of the leads uh, from the game. Depending on, depending on which lead assets are in play, shuffle six cards into the encounter deck, as follows, along with the encounter discard pile. If alien device is in play, shuffle the three set-aside copies of Encephalon Signal into the encounter deck. And Time One Locket, if it's in play, shuffle the three set-aside copies of Chilling Presence into the encounter deck. Okay, I will do all this shortly. Act 2A, following leads. Thanks to the leads you discovered in the suite, you're fairly sure whoever framed you is still in the hotel. The only real question is where to find this person. Looking at the leads you found, you feel like the answers are right in front of you. Objective, learn more about your leads by placing clues on them, using abilities on some locations. The more clues, the better. At the end of the round, you may choose to advance if each lead has at least one clue per investigator on it. So... Just two clues, or one clue. 
Um, if you wish to present this evidence to the police, you may wish to have at least two clues on each lead asset instead. Okay, uh, that is it. All right, so I need to explore the rest of the hotel um, and there'll be some rooms that have uh, tests on them that will um, allow me to add clues to my leads. So that's that's the next mission. But what I'm gonna do now is take a quick break and add the, add the locations to the board and shuffle in some of the some of the set aside encounter encounter cards to the encounter deck and then we'll come back and we'll do the enemy phase okay so we've shuffled those encounter cards into the encounter deck um, so that's all stock now um, and we now move into enemy phase so mr trombley is going to come in he's going to attack two damage and one horror A bit brutal. I'm gonna put two damage on Stella and one on Peter Sylvester. So she's got two damage and two horror. She does have eight of each, so she is pretty strong. Uh, but yeah, this this is a bit unfortunate. I've had to take a hit from him. But I do have a plan on how to get rid of him. Alright, he comes in hits. I gain a resource and draw a card. I get guts. I've got guts, two cop two copies of perception, and one neither rain nor snow. So all entirely skill cards at the moment and in play I've got the Bloodstained Dagger and Peter Sylvester um, yep we move on to Mythos phase so I add the fourth Dooms so this is actually going to advance now what happens as you retrace your steps to make sense of the situation there is a pounding on the door to the suite this is the police a stern voice calls out we've gotten reports of a disturbance open up Put the set-aside Sergeant Munro into play in the foyer. Right. Um, he is a five-cost asset, so say we continue on and he's in our deck. Five-cost asset. Sergeant Munro may be assigned damage and or horror dealt to any investigator who's location, even if he's uncontrolled. That's nice. Three horror, three health soak. And reaction, when Sergeant Munro is dealt any amount of damage or horror, exhaust him. Deal that much damage to a non-innocent enemy at his location. Any investigator at Sergeant Munro's location may trigger this ability. Now that's pretty handy. You can uh, soak some damage and also deal some damage um, to enemies. But he's quite far away from me. Um, spawn one set-aside Arkham officer enemy at the second floor hall. Okay. Um, then shuffle each other set aside Arkham Officer enemy into the encounter deck along with the encounter discard pile. The lead investigator draws the set aside what have you done weakness. Okay, so you put what have you done into your threat area when you draw it. As an additional cost for you to parlay, you must discard a card at random from your hand. There's an action to shuffle what have you done back into your deck. So I've got another weakness in there, so that's not great. For each of the following circumstances, which is true, place one clue on room 225 from the token bank and one doom on an Arkham officer. This is the clean up the blood, hid the body, tied up the room test. I did none of them. So I don't get to actually place a clue on room 225 um, or a doom on an Arkham officer. So that's a shame. Arkham officers. 
Um, they are aloof and patrol, so they patrol towards the nearest location with clues on them. Um, at the end of the enemy phase, move one clue to Arkham Officer from its location, flipping it to its doom side. And parlay test three willpower. If you succeed, either automatically evade Arkham Officer or flip one of its doom to its clue side and take control of it. So that's quite nice. So I need to get clues in order to place them on the leads that I've got. But it's only done using um, abilities on location, so I can't just throw them onto those, those um, leads. But the Arkham Officer, when he, when he moves into a location with clues, at the enemy phase, he picks up a clue and puts it on, puts it on him. And I need, I need to go do a parlay test, which is why I brought along the fine clothes, although I haven't seen any of them yet. Thing is, though, is that with Peter Sylvester in play, I am a 4 versus 3 for a parlay. So I guess we can see how that goes. I can also just kill the Arkham Officer. Um, but he is an innocent, which, which is uh, one of the... One of the things that um, it talks about already, of if there's any innocence in the victory display, the, there's a negative effect for us. So all I need to do now is quickly just shuffle in the other Arkham officers to the encounter deck. We move on to Agenda 2A, Special Investigation. You're not the only ones interested in these strange events at the Excelsior tonight, and the police are onto you. You're still not sure what happened, or if it could happen again. After an investigator at the same location as a ready police enemy discovers one or more clues at that location or deals damage to a humanoid enemy, ready each police enemy at that location, each ready police enemy at that location engages that investigator and makes an immediate attack. So I can't find clues or deal damage to humanoid enemies at a location with a police officer. And there's 12 doom threshold, but if those Arkham officers are... Um, heading towards locations with clues um, and, and sucking them up at the enemy phase before I can get to them, then the doom is going to start building pretty quickly. Okay. We now move into drawing the encounter card. It feels like ages ago that my turn finished. All right. Encounter card is another blood on your hands. Uh, test two. Test two willpower. If you fail, take two horror. Uh, I'm going to use a guts here. I'm going to go... So am I now? Um, so I'm 6v2 here. So... Uh, that is a negative three. So I do, do pass, and I draw a card. I get fine clothes. That's nice. Um, okay, now, Mr. Trombley. Alright, I'm at this sweet balcony. There's an action here. Choose a humanoid enemy at Sweet Balcony. Test uh, four. I'm going to test four. Evade. If you succeed, take one direct horror and defeat the chosen enemy. If that enemy is elite, he is not elite. Deal two damage to it instead. It does not provoke attacks of opportunity. All right, I'm going to do this test. Uh, Mr. Trombley, um, I'm, yeah, I'm testing four foot. I'm currently on five with Peter Sylvester. I'm going to throw in my neither rain nor snow to go 8v4 for this test. And if I succeed, I take, uh, yep, I take one d direct damage. It is a skull, which is just negative 
Zero, actually. So I succeed. So he is defeated. That is one victory point. That is nice. So that was my first action. Uh, second action, I'm going to play Fine Clothes. And third action, I'm going to move back to room 225. Although the Arkham officer is going to move in. There's no, there's no clues at room 225. There's actually no clues on the board anywhere. So I guess he patrols. He, he will patrol. But he won't do anything. Alright, I'm moving to room 225. Enemy phase, the Arkham officer moves in to my location, but he's aloof. Um, and I end my turn. Okay, so then we move into upkeep. I gain a resource, draw a card, I draw another fine clothes. Okay, uh, we add a doom, one of 12. I uh, draw an encounter card. It is a hotel guest. It spawns at the nearest hall location, so that's the second floor hall. It's aloof, and it also patrols to the nearest crime scene location. So it's a, an innocent bystander that will um, is attracted by all the noise and everything, and is, and is investigating, looking for the, the cause of the commotion. Uh, force, at the end of the enemy phase, if a hotel guest is at a crime scene location, add one doom to hotel guest. I can parlay and do a three... Um, Intellect or willpower test. If you succeed, discard hotel guest. That's probably what I'm going to do. She can move directly into a crime scene location. But I, I can afford for her to take a doom. At least one doom. I just don't want her uh, you know, sitting around there for too long just grabbing doom. So. Uh, from here I can move back to the... Back to the hall, where she is. The hall actually has one clue on it. It actually hasn't been revealed yet. I shouldn't even have revealed that. No. You know what? I'm moving to the second floor hall. I'm now revealing it. After you enter this location, you may immediately move to a connecting location. If you do, reveal a random token from the chaos bag. If one of the ugly symbols is revealed, draw the top card of the encounter deck. Um, I'm probably just going to stay there. You may immediately move to a connecting location. I mean, it might save me some, save me an action. But if I draw a bad token, it's not good. Um, I could just try and investigate here, or I could try and parlay with her, just to get rid of her. Maybe I'll just do that. Um, I'm going for the one for a parlay. Let's see if I can do this. That is a negative three. That's successful. She's discarded. Alright. Um, third action. Why don't I go two to two to investigate this location? That is a cultist. Negative one. If there was an innocent enemy in the victory display, reveal another chaos token. There is not. Oh, it's negative one. So it's a fail. So I get another action. I think I'll move to room two, four, five. It's connected to the second floor hall. It's one of the new locations I added. Uh, let's see. 
All right, so that's one clue, two shroud. I can do a three um, intellect test. Only the top card of your discard pile may be committed to this skill test. Place it on the bottom of your deck after this test resolve. If you succeed, move any number of clues controlled by investigators in room 245 to the time-worn locket. Ooh, I can do this. I can definitely do this. I need a clue first, though. Okay. Alright, that's where I am my turn. So my next, my goal next turn is to get that clue and then pass that test. And either way, the top card of my discard pile is either going to be most likely a perception or neither rain nor snow. So I moved, I parlayed, I failed a skill test, and then it allowed me to move into room 245. All right, that's where I'm going to end my turn. The Arkham officer is going to move one location towards a room with clues. At the end of the enemy phase, uh, move one clue to Arkham officer from its location. So that is what happens. So it becomes a doom on the Arkham officer, and I can go and parlay with him to either automatically evade the officer or flip one of its doom to its clue side and take control of it. So I can get a clue off him as well, if need be. All right. Um, upkeep, I gain another resource and draw a card. I draw, what have you done? <sighs> okay. Um, I would probably try and get rid of this. I don't really want to be parlaying with the Arkham officer and having to discard cards. All right. Uh, moving to Mythos, I added a second Doom and draw an encounter card. It is a Violent Outburst. If there are no humanoid enemies in play, search the encounter deck and discard pile for a human enemy and draw it and shuffle the encounter deck. Otherwise, the nearest humanoid enemy readies, moves one location at a time until it reaches your location, engages you, and makes an immediate attack. There is a humanoid enemy. It is the Arkham Officer, although it is aloof. Nearest human enemy readies, he's already ready, moves one location, engages you, and makes an immediate attack. Well, that is what the Arkham Officer does. He comes in and makes an immediate attack of one damage. So it's now three damage on Stella. I don't want to put it on Pete. All right. So that wasn't great. Now, I could evade, evade the Arkham officer, I guess. Um, I don't really want to parlay and have to discard a card from my hand as a result of what have you done. But I would like to parlay with him. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to try and evade him. So with Peter Sylvester in play, I'm, I'm actually um, evading at 5v3. That's a negative one. So he's evaded. 
I'm going to spend another action to shuffle in what have you done back into my deck so that I don't have to worry about that. And then I'm going to parlay with him, the Arkham Officer, to try and take control of the clue. And so this would be a 4v1 test. minus three. So the doom comes off him and I gain the clue. Um, he will stand up and ready at the enemy phase and he'll pick up that clue off room 245. Now at room 245 I can still do that test three book with him there. Uh, we move into upkeep phase now. There's no other enemies. So again, a resource and draw a card. I draw the Derringer. Okay, so this is tempting to put in play, just have another weapon out. Uh, I can use the Bloodstained Dagger and the Derringer um, to get rid of enemies. I don't really want to kill these Arkham officers. Um, I think at the moment with fine clothes in play, the parlays are, are a pretty good, pretty good test for me. 4v1. Um, move into Mythos phase. This is now four Doom. There's one on the Arkham Officer and three um, on the agenda. The encounter card is another Blood on Your Hands. Uh, I don't really want to lose this, but I can take the two horror fairly well. I'm 4v2. Negative two. So that's successful. Um, I'm going to do this test on the card. So only the top card of your discard pile may be committed to this test. Place it on the bottom of your deck after the test resolves. If you succeed, move any number of clues controlled by investigators in room 245 to time one locket. Now I guess, do I try and get this one off the Arkham Officer first? And that gives me two clues to try and put on time one locket. I might do that. I'm going to parlay again with the Arkham Officer. This time again at 4v1. That's an auto fail. So I do get another turn. I'm going to go again at 4v1. That's a plus one. So I get that clue. Now I'm going to try that test. Um, I'm going to include neither rain nor snow, which gives me three wild icons. And I'll go 5v3. It's a minus one. So I'm going to put two clues onto time one locket. Yep. And that's the end of my turn. The Arkham Officer is going to remain here. There's actually no other locations in play with clues on them. Um, there's no other enemies, so I go to upkeep. I gain a resource and draw a card. I draw another Derringer. All right. I think I'm in good shape. I do need to get two clues, or at least one clue, on the alien device. So that's something I need to... Uh, I need to find a room that, that uh, has that on it. Um, we added Doom, so that's four of 12... 
and draw an encounter card. Hmm. And Cephalon signal. Place one Doom on otherworldly meddler if it is in play and test four willpower. If you fail, you must either choose one, take two horror, or deal two damage to an investigator or humanoid enemy at your location. Place one Doom on otherworldly meddler if it is in play. It is not in play. So that doesn't do anything. Okay. And let's check something. Okay. I'm gonna start moving now. So room two four five. I'm gonna go back to the second floor. I'm going to play a Derringer just to have it out and just to give me another option for fighting things. So I've got the Bloodstained Dagger and the Derringer. Um, so I've got one more action. I can move from the second floor hall. I can move to different locations. I can go to the hotel roof. I can go to room 212. Um, which I think I might do. I might go to room 212. There's two clues here, four shroud. It's probably a bit rich for me. Um, there's a test here, test three, intellect. If you succeed, move any number of clues controlled by investigators to sinister solution. So that's not the one we're looking for. There's a victory, victory point at this location, but four shroud is a bit too high for me. So I moved, I played the Derringer and then moved again. That's end of my turn. The Arkham officer is going to move uh, back to second floor hall. We gain a resource during upkeep, draw a card, I draw a resourceful, that's nice. Uh, we had a fifth doom. Encounter card is incriminating evidence. Attach to the nearest non-crime scene location. Attached location gains the crime scene trait and gets plus two shroud. So that's actually going to be the second floor hall, that's not bad. When you successfully investigate attached location, instead of discovering clues, discard incriminating evidence. That's actually not bad, I've already got rid of the clue there. Um, it is a crime scene location though, which may come in may come into uh, effect with some of those innocents in the in the building. Um, all right, so my turn now. I need to find some other locations. So first actions move back to the second floor hall. Uh, do I go to the hotel roof, or do I go to the restaurant? Let's kind of go from here. Do I go to the foyer? I might as well go to the roof. I think it's it's connected. Okay, one shroud. It's one clue. Sorry, th one clue, three shroud. And you can test four agility or four combat. If you succeed, move to either room two one two 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 five or two four five. <clears throat> so you can go up on the roof and then. Climb in one of the windows. You can test three. Uh, ooh, test three willpower. If you succeed, move any number of clues controlled by investigators at this location to alien device. That's the one we need. Okay. Hmm. So my first action was move to the hotel roof. Can I get a clue here? Um. 
Could be a, a little bit risky with the three shroud. Maybe I'll draw a card first. I do have perception, but that puts me at four to three. I can also play resourceful to go five to three. It will, it will get me that clue. But I'm going to need to come back here, I think, anyway, um, if I want to put that second one on there. So I wonder if I try and get to... I don't want to go to any of those rooms. I'm going to have to go down to the restaurant or foyer um, to try and get a clue there. Do I move back to the second floor and, and see if I can move to a connecting location uh, without having to do an action? And I come back to the hotel roof when I've got two, when I've got two clues, or at least another one. I think maybe I do that. I also don't really have a great uh, anything great to boost that um, willpower test. I've got a test three. I've only got four at the moment with no with no boost. Not a great one. So I'm going to move back to the second floor. Uh, I'm going to draw an encounter card. So draw a chaos token here, hoping I don't draw one of the ugly ones. I do, of course. Um, if you draw, draw the top card of the encounter deck. Does that? You may immediately move to connecting location. I can actually move, but I need to draw another one of those. I'm going to move to the restaurant. There's one clue, but I need to draw an encounter card. Conspicuous staff spawns at the nearest crime scene location, which is actually that second floor hall now. Um, they prey on the most clues and they are hunters. So my first action was move to the hotel roof. Second action was move back, but then I got a free move to the restaurant. So one more action. And the restaurant has uh, four shroud, one clue. Spend two resources. You place an order while enduring the withering glares of the entire waitstaff. At the end of your turn, if you're still at the restaurant, you may take one horror to heal three damage. Limit once per game. If each location in play is revealed and there are no clues on locations in play, place one clue on restaurant from the token bank. Now, the shroud here is a bit too high anyway. I'm pretty tempted to do that, spend two resources to um, heal. The conspicuous staff will then come in and attack me, but I can probably engage with them. Yep. The Arkham officer is going to move towards room 212 because it has the most clues on it, and it's going to start sucking up clues. So that's a little bit of a problem. But if I can heal some damage here, it might actually help me in the long run. Or I could move down to the foyer where Sergeant Munro is. And those conspicuous staff will come and chase me. I'm not too concerned about fighting them. I think I can get rid of them pretty quickly. Just need to get another clue. Um... I really like the idea of healing that damage. I think I do it. 
going to spend two resources. I've got so many resources, so that's why it's tempting. Um, yeah, you may take one horror to heal three damage. So three damage is gone. I put one horror on Peter Sylvester. And I don't get a chance to heal after your turn ends. At the end of your turn, take one horror. Turn ends, Peter Sylvester um, heals it. The conspicuous staff move into the restaurant and engage with me. The Arkham officer moves to room 212, which has the most clues. The, the staff do hit me for one damage and one horror. I put the horror on Peter Sylvester, one damage on Stella, and I'll have to deal with them next turn. That's okay. All right, so move into... At the end of the enemy phase, move one clue to Arkham Officer from its location. So that Arkham Officer does suck up one of those clues. So that's a bit of a problem. I need to go deal with him. Um, I gain a resource for uh, upkeep and draw a card. I get take heart. Uh, we add a doom. So now we're on seven doom of 12. Uh, okay, encounter card is Encephalon Signal again. That doesn't do anything. It's a bit of a break. All right, I've got the conspicuous staff on me. I need to get rid of them. Um, do I use the blood-stained dagger? Yeah, you know what? I might as well. It also deals plus one damage. Do I have something else I could throw in here? I'm going to throw in resourceful, I think. And you know what? I need that. Probably need that for a um, book test. I'll throw in my other Derringer, the combat on my other Derringer. I'm going to take a horror, put it on Peter. Um, I'm now going at 6 to 3 to defeat the staff. Six to three to defeat these conspicuous staff. Get away. That's a zero. So they're they're defeated. I get to draw a card from the bloodstained dagger. I draw a chainsaw. Okay, great. Uh, that's first action. Now I'm gonna move. I can move to the foyer. I really need something to boost my willpower. Just looking at my discard pile, I've got a guts, I've got one guts in there, and I've got two neither rain nor snow. They're the, the key targets. Uh, I'm going to move into the foyer. This has two shroud, one clue. You can resign here. Force, when you attempt to move out of the foyer while there are at least one guest enemy here, there isn't, test, uh, I've got to test agility. If you fail, you must spend one additional action to move out of the foyer. This is a pretty good chance for me to get a clue. Um, I think I use my perception here and resourceful, so that puts me at five to two. So I killed the conspicuous staff, moved to the foyer. I'm going to go five to two here to try and get this clue. It's a minus three. Excellent. All right. Not only do I get a card draw from perception, I get a lucky. I get to bring a card back to my hand. Uh, neither rain nor snow will come back. I get the clue. So I've got one clue. So if I go back to that hotel roof, get the other clue, and then do that three willpower test, I will be able to advance. So that is my mission now. Um, the Arkham officer is going to grab another clue. So that's another doom. So that's a little bit of a problem now. 
I'm moving to upkeep. I gain a resource and draw a card. I get a guts. All right. In hand, I've got guts, take heart, fine clothes, perception, chainsaw, lucky, and neither rain nor snow. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven cards. We added doom. I think I might need to go via the Arkham officer to try and get one of those clues off him. Because I'm a bit worried about doom levels now. So what are we on? Seven, nine. And draw an encounter card. It is hotel guest. Spawn at the nearest hall location. That's the foyer, actually. So she's going to be moving towards a crime scene. At the end of the enemy phase, if hotel guest is at a crime scene location, add one doom to hotel guest. Um, she, there's actually a basement which is connected to the foyer that she can move to. Although the second floor hall is also connected and that is a crime scene as well. So that's, that's where she'll move to. All right, I can do a parlay test with her. I think I might need to do that first. Um, going to, yeah, just go 4v1 to test the parlay with her. That's an auto fail, yikes. Get an extra action. Let's go again. Minus three. That is successful. Okay, so she is discarded. I've got two actions left. I'm going to move to the second floor hall. I'm going to draw another chaos token. Hopefully I don't draw one of the ugly ones, which means I can then move to the hotel roof and still have one more action. It's a negative one. Excellent. I move to the hotel roof. I'm going to investigate up there, I think, at, three, at the three. And I'm going to use perception. Yeah, I'm going to go four, four to three. Uh, that is negative three. Uh, I have a lucky, which I'll pay one for. One versus three, I play lucky, which allows me to succeed and get the clue. I also draw a card from perception. I get Peter Sylvester. All right, I think we're rolling now. We end our turn on the hotel roof. The Arkham officer is going to move towards the nearest clue, location with clues. Uh, so he goes to the second floor hall. There's no clues there, but there is one at the restaurant. Okay, so that's where he ends his turn. Everyone else remains. Um, I gain a resource and draw a card. I get, what have you done? I'm okay with that for now. I'm not going to be parlaying, I don't think, this turn. Move to uh, Mythos phase, add another Doom. Two, four, six, eight, ten of twelve. I really need to get moving here. Um, we draw an encounter card. This will depend on, this will dictate what I want to do. Hotel guest. Another, another guest. Nearest hall location, the second floor hall. And uh, if she, at the end of this, at the end of the enemy phase, she will then move into a crime scene location and add a doom and the Arkham officer will move into the restaurant and also suck up a clue for a doom so I'm wondering if I buy myself some more some more turns here and just before doing the the test on the hotel roof I go and do the parlay test on those on the on the guest and the Arkham officer I think I might need to
All right, I move into the second floor hall and I do, I do some parlay tests. Uh, so what am I, four, four to one. Four to one on the hotel guest. Negative one. And I go four to one on the Arkham officer. Ooh. As an additional cost for you to parlay, you must discard a card at random from your hand. I did not want to do this, remember? Well, I've done that one now, so I need to discard one at random. Fine clothes. So I moved, parlayed. I'm learning to do this parlay, but I do not want to give up some of the cards that are going to help me pass that willpower test. Do I just shuffle this back in? And then I'm going to I'm going to discard a card. It is the chainsaw. Yikes. I'm going to parlay at 4v1. Let's throw in Peter Sylvester to go 5v1. Um, that is negative one, so that is successful. And I take one of the I take a clue off the Arkham officer. So basically I bought myself a bit more time because um, I was a bit concerned um, about the doom passing. Um, yep, the doom threshold. So I, f I didn't actually fail an action there. I moved in and parlayed twice. I just had to, I just had to uh, yeah, did get rid of some cards. Okay, the Arkham officer is actually going to move into the restaurant where he will pick up that clue from there. I'm at the second floor hall. Uh, we move into upkeep. I gain a resource, draw a card. I get resourceful. That's actually good. I can potentially get chainsaw back. Um, now we move into Mythos phase. So how many Doom? Two, four, six, eight. There's ten. So this is number eleven. So I didn't really buy myself that much time. I gain an encounter card. It is Chilling Presence. Test three. Willpower. For each point you fail by, take one horror. For each point you succeed by, you may deal one damage to a Geist enemy at your location. There's none. If an Elder Sign symbol is revealed during this test, you may deal two damage to a Geist enemy at any location. Alright, um, I'm just going to go four to three here. I can take the horror. Peter, Peter is, clear, is clear of horror. Let's go four to three. I don't want to spend anything on this. Uh, that is minus three. Minus three. So I actually get two horror. That's fine. I'll put one on Peter, one on Stella. So she's got three horror. Peter's got one. I'm going to move into the hotel roof. I'm going to do this, uh, this test of three. So I'm going to throw in Guts. So with Peter Sylvester and Guts, I'm going six versus three. Uh, that is a minus three. 
I draw the elder, elder thing, the horn creature. Negative three, but I do succeed. Move any number of clues controlled by investigators to alien device. I'm going to move two. I'm going to keep one. Um, what is it recommended? It says, if you wish to present this evidence to the police, you may wish to have at least two clues on each lead asset instead. At the end of the round, you may choose to advance. I'm going to, because this will be the end. Um, I move, I invest, I did that parlay test, and I guess I, I draw a card, a plucky. Okay, that's actually quite useful. If I need to be investigating or doing more um, willpower tests, that's really good. I've got heaps of money. If I need to fight, I've got the Derringer and the Bloodstained Dagger. And I've got a Resourceful, that means I can potentially get back the Chainsaw if I pass a test using Resourceful. So I think I'm in pretty good shape for whatever's to come. Um, what that is, I cannot remember. Um, Alright, the enemy phase, uh, the Arkham Officer is just going to stay there because there's no clues in play. There's no other enemies. I gain a resource and draw a card. I draw Rabbit's Foot. So in hand, I've got Rabbit's Foot, Resourceful, Take Heart, Neither Rain Nor Snow, and Plucky. And at the end of the round, I am going to advance with these two leads with two clues on each. Read Scenario Interlude, The Truth, on page 10 of the rules booklet. All right, I will do that now. Your investigation is halted by Sergeant Munro, the very same police sergeant who had spurned your earlier warnings about the Excelsior Hotel. He is clearly exasperated by all the strange happenings in the building and demands answers. <clears throat> now listen here, he says, his hand twitching toward his holstered gun. I'm a reasonable man, but you're looking mighty suspicious. You better tell me everything that's going on right now, you understand, or you're going to take a one-way one trip straight to the big house. The investigators must decide, choose one, tell Sergeant Munro the truth, proceed to the truth too, or lie about your involvement. Let's turn the truth. You explain everything to Sergeant Munro from the beginning, the rumours, the note, the murder. The more you explain, the more you realise how crazy it all sounds. But you know it's the truth, you know you're innocent, but do you have the evidence to back it up? Sergeant Munro will only believe you if you've collected enough evidence and do not try to cover up your involvement. If all of the following circumstances are true, skip to the truth five, otherwise skip to the truth four. The investigators have not cleaned up the blood, hid the body or tied up the room. We did not do that. Not for lack of trying. Uh, there are at least two clues on each lead asset. There is. And there are no innocent enemies in the victory display. There are not. So we move, if all the following circumstances are true, move to the truth five. Sergeant Munro listens to your story with skepticism. Though he seems to come around, the more evidence you present to him, all right, he says once you've finished explaining. So you're under duress, drugged maybe. Crazy as it sounds, the pieces fit. I think you're telling the truth. But if there's someone else pulling the strings, we've got to figure out who, or nobody's going to believe either one of us. A drop of sweat slides down his forehead. Come on, let's go. Remember that the police are on your side. Choose an investigator to take control of Sergeant Munro. Okay, that's me. He is an ally. Um, move him to that investigator's threat area. And search the encounter deck discard pile and all play areas for each copy of Arkham Officer and remove him from the game. 
skip to the truth seven. Thanks to your cunning investigation, you now have a better idea of what's going on. You're not the real culprit here. There is much more happening behind the scenes of Excelsior Hotel, and you're just caught in the middle. Resolve the text below based on which two lead assets are controlled by the players. If alien device and time-worn locket are in play. The spectre lay dormant for many years in relative peace. It wasn't violent until the victim brought that accursed device into the hotel. The signal emitted from the transmitter was inaudible to human ears, but somehow pierced beyond the veil of the material world. Driven berserk, the spectre will not stop until it has killed every last person in the hotel. Remove all doom from play. Advance the Act and Agenda deck to the set aside the, cult, the true culprit, uh, version 1. It is both the current Act and current Agenda. Move all clues from time-worn locket to alien device. Right. Spawn the set-aside Vengeful Spectre in room 245. Okay. Um, that is it. So I will make these um, updates. So we need to... Remove all doom. Remove the act and agenda, um, and set aside and find the set aside true the true culprit. Culprit. Um, I need to find the vengeful spectre. Put it in room two four five, and also remove some of the Arkham officers from play as well. So I'm gonna quickly do that, and I'll be back. Okay, so we've made those changes, and we're back. Uh, we're gonna move to the top of the mythos phase. Um, before that, I'm just going to take a quick look at what the Vengeful Spectre is, and also the new um, Act, and count, uh, Act and Agenda. The Vengeful Spectre has 4 combat, 4 health, and 5 evade. Um, it, it starts in room 245, has Retaliate. When damage will be placed on Vengeful Spectre, reduce that damage to 1, unless it was dealt by a Spell, Relic, Charm, or Encounter card. Spell, Relic, Charm, or Encounter Card. Yeah, I've got none, not, neither of my weapons uh, have any of those traits. Okay, um, Victory 2, and deals 2 Horror. Okay, I can definitely take some Horror hits. It also is not a Hunter, so it just stays in room 2, 4, 5. Alright, um, the True culprit, culprit is now the uh, Act and Agenda. Uh, there's 6 Doom Threshold here. Alien Device gains... An action. If Vengeful Spectre is exhausted and at your location, remove two clues from Alien Device and deal two damage to Vengeful Spectre. Alright, this is how I'll, have to, I'll be able to put damage on it. Uh, if Vengeful Spectre is defeated, advance. So I need to, get, I need to go to the two, room 245 and evade the Vengeful Spectre and then I can put two of my four clues on it. That's it. I just need to go and invade it. And I can spend two actions to put clues on it. Okay. Well, I've added Doom to that. One of six. Encounter card is Blood on Your Hands. Oh, this is taking horror. Um, I don't really want that. Where am I? Four to two. I guess I could include Plucky here. I'm not going to need that if all I need to do is evade. The Vengeful Spectre has an evade of five too. 
and has a retaliate if I try and attack it, but I can't attack it anyway. Plucky. So I'm going to go 5 to 2 for this willpower test. Am I at a crime scene location? No, I'm not. Good. Alright, 5v2. It's a plus 1. Alright, great. Now, I need to um, plan this. I've got a rabbit's foot, which will get me to a 6v5 for an evade. I've got a resourceful that will get me to a 6v5. And I've got neither rain nor snow, which has three wild icons. So obviously very good. Now, Sergeant Munro. He may be assigned damage and or horror dealt to any investigator at his location, even if he is uncontrolled. When Sergeant Munro has dealt any amount of damage or horror, exhaust him. Deal that much damage to a non-innocent enemy at his location. Any investigator at Sergeant Munro's location may trigger this ability. I wonder if that applies to this Vengeful Spectre. When damage will be placed on Vengeful Spectre, reduce that damage to 1, unless it was dealt by a spell, relic, charm, or encounter card. Sergeant Munro is an encounter card. Uh, actually, he is an ass. He's a... Uh, no, he's probably not. Okay, well, he can actually take some damage for me, which is good. So I don't think I'm going to move into there this location. I think I'm going to, this um, this turn, I'm going to move into second floor hall. And then I'm going to try and find some ways to, I mean, I could move in and then try and evade, but that doesn't leave me with any turns to use my alien device. So I probably should wait till next turn. Uh, I'm going to draw a card. I draw a look what I found. It's not going to be very helpful. I'm going to draw another card. Neither rain nor snow. That is good. That's exactly what I was looking for. Um, I'm going to end my turn there. The Vengeful Spectre doesn't do anything. It just stays in room 245. Um, I add uh, a resource. I've, as Remember I said at the beginning, I, I had excess resources. I've got about 15 resources. It's insane how... How um, sort of cheap this deck is. I can use Take Heart on a test to get more resources. I'm going to draw a card. A test of will, that's actually pretty nice. Um, I could potentially negate whatever this uh, encounter card is if it's going to slow me down. What is it? Uh, chilling Presence. Okay, test three. Right, test three willpower. For each point you fail by, take one horror. For each point succeeded by, you may deal one damage to a geist enemy ill location. If an, I had this before. If a um, elder sign symbol is revealed during this test, you may deal two damage to a geist enemy at any location. Right. So if I draw an elder sign, then I can put two damage on that vengeful specter, which is pretty crazy. Um, what am I going to use here? I'm going to boost it a little bit with Rabbit's Foot. I don't think I want to put anything else in. I don't want to cancel this because there's still a chance I can draw the Elder Sign. 
but I'm gonna go five to three for this test, and each point I fail by, I'm gonna take horror, uh, which could be a bit brutal, considering the Vengeful Spectre does do two horror. Uh, that is negative one. That's negative one, so that's a pass. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna move in. Move in, engage, engage the spectre. I need to evade it now. So I'm gonna use neither rain nor snow here, I think. So I'm already on five. I'm gonna go eight to five to evade it. That's a negative four. Oh. Ooh. Okay. I get another turn. So I've got two actions. Uh, that was kind of my wild card. Um, I'm going to try again. I'm going to use neither rain nor snow and resourceful here. So that puts me at nine versus four, nine versus five. That's a skull, uh, which is just negative zero. So I do succeed. I get a neither rain nor snow back because of resourceful. It is evaded. So I moved in, failed evade, successful evade. I'm now gonna use the action on um, the true culprit to Remove two clues from alien device until and deal two damage to vengeful spectre. So that is what I'm doing. Two damage on that. At the enemy phase, it will stand up and come back. Doesn't actually hit me. I gain a resource and draw a card. Draw a live and learn. Oh, that is big. Uh, we add a third doom to the true culprit. Uh, and then I draw noxious flames. In player order, each investigator at your location must choose to test three agility to attempt to flee before the gas fills the room. If you succeed, move to a connecting location. If you fail, take two damage. Um, or test three combat to attempt to hold your breath for each point you fail by take one damage. I don't want to move to a connecting location. So I guess I do the combat. I can take damage as well. I've got a Munro there. Yeah, I can take damage. I'm just going to test uh, 3 to 3 here. To hold my breath. Negative 2, so I take 2 damage. That's okay. I'll just put it straight on Stella, actually. She's got 3 and 3 now. Perfect. Alright, now I need to evade again. Um, neither rain nor snow. Um, so I'm now going at, again, 8v5. That's a minus one. It's evaded. Uh, I then use the action to um, put two more damage on it from my alien device. Two damage straight on. If Vengeful Spectre is defeated, advance. If this agenda advance because you completed its objective, 
The locket rests in your open hand, and you consider it now, standing in the sudden silence of the hotel. It seemed such a simple thing, but this memento of dark events had a hand in the turmoils of the Excelsior, despite its unassuming appearance. You slide it into your pocket and turn toward the door, breathing a bit easier. You find some measure of comfort in knowing that strange goings-on of the Excelsior have been put to rest, at least for now. Resolution 1. Alright, let's go to Resolution 1. Nobody will ever believe what you witness at the Excelsior. Not three days later, the hotel was open again like nothing had ever happened. You know better, though. You witnessed it all firsthand. The events continue to haunt your dreams and your waking thoughts. Even now, you go out of your way to avoid the Excelsior, though weeks have passed and there has been no sign of any other nefarious schemes within its accursed walls. The only thing that can quiet the echoing memories of that horrible experience is a visit to the local speakeasy. But all the booze in the world can't keep the grisly visions from your nightmares, waking you in the night, uh, waking you in the dead of night with a violent start, soaked in sweat. That's when you notice the person asking around town about the Excelsior. Innocent questions at first, but more prodding with each passing day. Surely they will believe you. Somebody has to. You may have broken free of the Excelsior's grasp, but there will be other victims. Of that you are sure. You grab a piece of paper and hastily scribble a note. It's all a facade. Room two two five tonight. It's not over. If they can see past the veil of the Excelsior's operations, then maybe others can too. It may not be too late to stop it all from happening again. Wow. In your campaign log, record the Excelsior is quiet for now. The lead investigator must add the what-have-you-done weakness to their deck. They may also choose to add the bloodstained dagger story accessory to their deck as well. Both cards do not count toward the investigator's deck size. If the police are on your side, any one investigator may choose to add Sergeant Munro to their deck. This car does not count towards that investigator's deck size. Uh, each investigator earns experience equal to the victory X value of each card in the victory display. Let's have a look. Alright, so we are going to add this, the Bloodstained Dagger, the What Have You Done, and Sergeant Munro. We're going to add them, and we're going to take them with us on our next adventures in Egypt. Um, so that's great, but how many experience do we have to spend? Let's see. Uh, we got one from Mr. Trombley, two from the Vengeful Spectre, and then for locations, um, one from the Hotel Roof, one from Room 245, one from two, Room 212. So that's three. So we got three, four, we got six experience. Okay. So we're going to add those, those cards. Um, the, the dagger is pretty solid. Um, but it just gives me another weapon option um, if I need it. I mean, that and the Derringer as a partnership were pretty strong. Um, I had the chainsaw there if all, if all went bad. Um, but I feel like I'm pretty loaded for weapons. I could potentially even drop one of the Derringers if I want to upgrade. Um, the extra treachery is a, is a bit brutal, but that's fine. Um, it's also possible I won't need to do any more parlaying. So it may, not, it may not actually work too too badly. And then Sergeant Munro is expensive, but I can afford it. Um, I may need to get uh, Charisma, though, if I want to play Munro and Sylvester at the same time. The great thing about Munro is that he can soak up a lot of damage. If he's at the same location, if he's with me uh, in play, he can soak up three horror and three damage. Um, and he, you know, um, I can, he can also deal damage back. To an enemy. So that's pretty good. 
Um, so we'll add 6 XP to this deck, so that'll, that'll be, then become a uh, 25 XP deck that we take into um, the Guardians of the Abyss. And I've played through that, that campaign twice. Once um, with my wife, two player, we suffered a horrific defeat. And then I played um, both the scenarios independently, solo, and um, we, uh, we lost them as well. So it's a tough one. Um, but we'll be back shortly with, uh, with those scenarios. Thank you very much for listening to this uh, playthrough of um, Murder at the Excelsior Hotel. Um, Stella Clark is an extremely strong uh, investigator, if you didn't already realize that. Um, but um, additions of cards like Fine Clothes to make those parlay tests much easier um, really went a long way here. It wasn't so much um, her abilities or her failures that um, resulted in the win here. It was, it was, it was basically due to the fact that um, she was able to get around pretty efficiently, get the clues necessary, and pass a lot of a lot of willpower tests um, with Peter Sylvester in play. You know that extra one willpower really, really um, is really strong. Um, so Stella's very strong. I like playing her a lot, and I'm excited to see how she goes in the Guardians of the Abyss. So thank you very much for listening and I hope you'll join me next time um, and happy gaming.